0: It's time to get back to the Matt Wyatt Show. Live in the studio. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, I'm awake. Yep, Rooster called and woke us up. I get it, Roshanna. By the way, I got it. Roshanna said on Facebook, Rooster sure is waking us up early today. <laughs> it was funny. Rooster's call at the end of hour one. Jason in Flagstaff, right after that, he texted me on the country pleasing text line. He said... What is it with rooster acting like he knows something that nobody else does? (laughs) And then he goes, and it's usually old lady gossiping type nonsense. (laughs) Uh, True Maroon texted the show and he said, um, Rooster is full of it. That place was packed out talking about um, that ball game. They had 60-something thousand people reported at that Jackson State game this past year. But I always enjoy Rooster's call. You know, he does, Jason, you know, when Rooster calls, a lot of times I'm going ahead and preparing myself because usually the first thing out of his mouth is, Matt, you're missing the whole point. <laughs> Matt, here's what you're not thinking about. <laughs> and that's fine, you know, because the one thing Rooster never is, is boring. And in radio, in the radio world, that's like first requirement. You may have the key like the in the you may have the directions to where the treasure is buried and you called in and go and tell us. But look, if it's boring <laughs> in about ten seconds, we're in trouble. <laughs> I hate to say it. It's kinda it's kinda true. He's never boring. Can't say that for all radio hosts. I've got my hand up here. All right. So as we roll into hour number two, let me just kind of reset. You can Talk to us. Lots of ways to be a part of the show. Um, On YouTube, if you're watching the live stream, type a comment. We can see it right there. The Pirate commented earlier, if Mississippi State scheduled Jackson State in 2025, Dion will probably be gone anyway. (laughs) Could be. Could be. That's one way you can be a part of it. Type your comment on the live stream if you're watching. Uh, Text me on that aforementioned country, please, and text line. Country, please, and sausage. On grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. And I get mine at Walmart. And you can get it online at countrypleasing.com. You can go to Country Meat Packers Highway 49 in Florence. And it's like it's like grilling Mecca. Anything you want to grill, anything you want to cook, man, you just gotta see it. Or call me on the Divini phone, nine nine five-1059. It's a six oh one number, nine nine five one zero five nine. Let's go baseball. Here we go. Sing along, everybody. Here we go. Take. Well, we had a whole round of midweek games on Wednesday, yesterday, also. So, Tuesday State played. They won big and some of that. Other teams did. And then uh, yesterday, Ole Miss played and they won big. Ole Miss beat Arkansas State fifteen to five. How about that? Beat them fifteen to five in the midweek. Uh, Another team who's been doing that to everybody they play is NC State. They beat somebody nineteen to three last night. Longwood. They beat Longwood nineteen to three because they weren't long enough. Were they? I'm sorry. Maryland won Liberty after taking two out of three from Florida. They jumped up into the rankings. Ranked number 21 in the country. They beat North Carolina A&T 12-2. Uh, Tennessee won 16-1 over UNC Asheville. Vandy beat Evansville last night in six innings, nine zip. Number one, Texas won 5-4 to four over Texas A&M Corpus Christi. But maybe the most notable thing to happen last night was eighth-ranked LSU went on the road to Ruston, Louisiana to play La Tech, and La Tech put a whooping on LSU 11-6. to So those things can happen at early season baseball. Don't let it fool you. Isn't that great? Nancy B., the longtime organist for decades at Dodger Stadium out in Los Angeles. She's not doing that anymore. Maybe she makes appearances. I don't know. Okay, so weekend series. Who's going to do what? Who's hosting who? Who's going where? Let me give you that information real quick. Uh, If you're just tuning in here in hour two, you wouldn't know. So I will tell you now. I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So these series are going to start tomorrow. You have Friday, Saturday, Sunday stuff. But I won't be on the radio with you tomorrow. We'll be back Monday uh, per usual. So let's look around the SEC this weekend. First up, State is hosting Northern Kentucky. Three-game series starts tomorrow at 2 p.m. 2 p.m. first pitch. Tomorrow, Friday, it means many of the places you hear my voice right now, you'll get a pregame starting at 1.30 Tomorrow afternoon, Ole Miss, third-ranked Ole Miss, will host VCU. That'll be a 4 p.m. first pitch at Swayze tomorrow afternoon there on Friday. And, of course, VCU, one of the teams that participated in the Starkville Regional last year. Remember that? You had, in the regional state, last year hosted Virginia Commonwealth, VCU. Campbell, the Campbell Camels. And Samford from Birmingham. The VCU was one of those. Campbell wound up beating VCU to get to the regional final, then State beat Campbell to move on to the Super. Uh, but VCU, a pretty good baseball team. What did they do in the opening weekend? Let me look that up for you. They uh... Okay, they are 2-2 two and two this year. So they went up to Winston-Salem, North Carolina, or down, up, whatever, and played a little round-robin on uh, the opening weekend, in which they had a one-run loss to Ryder, a 10-run win over Lafayette, not Louisiana Lafayette, but Lafayette, and then a 6-4, two-run loss to Wake Forest. Bounced back with an 8-3 to three win in the midweek on Tuesday over Longwood, who, as we said, then turned turn around and lost to NC State last night. But um, So there you go. Uh, that's 2-2 two and two right now for VCU to start the year. And they'll be in Oxford this weekend. Elsewhere around the SEC baseball schedule. This weekend, Texas A&M hosts Pennsylvania. Kentucky is hosting Western Michigan. Boy, Rooster's really going to – he ain't watching that series. He's, he does not like Western Michigan. I'm just picking. South Carolina is hosting George Washington. Uh, South Carolina, Bill, they are hosting George Washington uh, this weekend. And if you come early to the ballpark in South Carolina on Saturday, everybody gets a set of wooden teeth. I'm kidding. I just made that up. Megan, play on George Washington, tip your waitress, try the veal. Tennessee will host. I'll be here all week. Yes. Well, except for tomorrow. I will not be here. <laughs> so, so in other words, I will not be here all week. Iona, uh, Tennessee's hosting. Iona, Georgia will host Akron. The Zips. Zip. Arkansas hits the road. They go to Round Rock, Texas, and uh, participate in the in the is it Carbach Round Rock Classic? I don't know what that is. Some of these deals. Anyway, Arkansas is playing Indiana tomorrow. I'm sure they'll play other people. Look at here, man. Look at here. Alabama. They took two out of three. Or did they sweep Xavier? One or the other. They hit the road and go to Texas. Number one Texas in Austin, Texas uh, for the weekend. And that'll, be, uh, tom- so that'll start tomorrow at 4.30 Central. Vanderbilt will host Army. That'll be 5.30 Eastern start tomorrow night. Vandy hosting Army. Auburn is hosting Yale this weekend. How about that? Yale. Florida hosting Georgia State. Missouri plays at Louisiana Monroe. And eighth-ranked LSU will try to bounce back from the midweek loss last night to La Tech by hosting Towson this weekend three-game series. So just to look at the schedule thought i would point all those things out to you uh hey bill i wonder if this rings a bell with you maybe something you remember okay i i mentioned this earlier i was going through the on this day notes in 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 the sports world and sports history february 24th i was reading through different things that happened and i saw something that made an impression on me and and partly because it's a it's it's a It's a big story. It's um, in some ways kind of a heartbreaking story. But I found myself thinking, you know, this was right in my wheelhouse as a kid, or well, it happened before I was a kid, but this is something I should have heard about and learned. And I never did. Does, in in terms of pro baseball, Bill, does the name Tony Conigliero ring a bell with you? Yes, sir. So you remember Tony C. Mm-hmm, Tony C. Okay, well, this story about Tony Conigliaro is um, a huge story, a heart-wrenching story. Mm-hmm. I never heard it. Today is the first day it has ever, like, dawned on me. And it's because I read it here. So on this day, 1990, February 24th, 1990, former Boston Red Sox slugger Tony Conigliaro died of pneumonia and kidney failure at the age of 45. So you go, okay, well, what's the deal there? This is They say slugger. They're saying Red Sox slugger. I'd never heard of him. So it must have been some guy from the 30s or 40s. No, he was 45 years old. Yeah. So I read on further. Canigliaro was the youngest American League player to ever reach 100 career home runs and then was nearly blinded when he was hit by a pitch in 1967,
1: yeah, he was being big time.
0: So I thought, okay, I got to look all this up. I need to learn this. And and to kind of cut to the end, I've learned that the major leagues they have a Canigliaro Award they give out every year for the person in Major League Baseball who's overcome the most adversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had he no played n-
1: with uh, Yastrzemski and all that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what was incredible is I got to reading it. He was the fastest player to 100 home runs ever in American League history, and that still stands today. Mm -hmm. He came up to the majors as a 19-year-old kid. One year after playing high school baseball. And on opening weekend, I don't think it was the first game of the year.
1: But he played.
0: But he played, (laughs) and and not only did he play, he played – you know, very well. Oh, Let's see here. Um, I thought I had a copy of that particular play. Yeah, I've got it. I'm going to put it on the uh, soundboard so I can play it for you. Anyway, kind of as I fill the time so I can get this in there. Or try <laughs> to, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, I was in my days of playing Little League and stuff. That's why I knew who he was. and he was mm-hmm. following baseball big time. You were. Tony C. Yeah. He was a great player.
0: Let me see if I can find I know I've got it on here. I want to play the, the clip yeah, if I've 67,
1: got it. I was playing little league then, so you know.
0: Yeah, yeah, 67?
1: 67. Well, you know, I was playing just out of little league, probably playing Pony League as we called it out there.
0: Right, sure. California. Yeah, it was called Pony League back then, wasn't it?
1: California it was, yeah.
0: Uh I'd forgotten. That's another thing I'd forgotten. I remember over the years hearing about the Pony League, but
1: Yeah. We had Pony League, then the next league was Colt League.
0: You used to have like a Babe Ruth league and then a mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, we had Pony League, Coat League.
0: All of that. Okay, so here it is. This is is opening weekend. (laughs) Kids 19 years old. Listen to the call.
2: Two down, nobody on. Tony had a single yesterday. There's a drive by Canigliaro, and it is out of here. What a bomb he is. Canigliaro hits a home run. His first time at bat at Fenway Park. Boy, he really hit that one. This kid's got great power. And he gets a tremendous hand. What a thrill that must be for a 19-year-old boy who a year ago was playing high school baseball. Look at that smile on his face. Man, look at that smile.
0: So, me,
1: Chills. I
0: don't know about you. Yeah, me too. So it was his Ooh. first at-bat in <laughs> Fenway Park. His yeah. first at-bat in Fenway Park, he has a home run to left field. Then he becomes the fastest player ever to 100 home runs. Okay, he was 22 years old in uh, 1967 when they were playing the Angels and got hit in the – he's a right-handed hitter, so it hit him in the left eye, kind of that orbital bone and left eye. Here's a a little lead-in on a documentary I found out leading into some media coverage. You could hear what it sounded like um, when they were covering this back then.
2: He stepped in against Jack Hamilton of the Angels. Hamilton's fastball hit Canigliaro on his left cheekbone, and Tony went down. He was on the ground for several minutes before being carried off the field on a stretcher. His cheekbone was broken, and there was severe damage to his left retina. This picture from Sports Illustrated shows just how much damage was done. Uh, baseball fans were shocked, as uh, indeed all of the sports world, when it was announced in the papers recently that the eye injury suffered by Tony Canigliaro last year had not responded to treatment and that his baseball playing days were at an end at the age of 22, bringing to a close probably the game's most promising career. Great baseball
0: player. But wait. But wait. He actually was able to come back. Yep. He, he did almost lose his sight. Um, it was permanently damaged, but he was able to get himself back. And so that happened in 1967. He missed the rest of that season. He missed all of 1968. And then in 1969, was actually able to come back. And in his first game back, bad left eye and everything, they were playing Baltimore, in Baltimore. Game goes to extra innings, and he goes to the plate. Drive to left center.
2: And has hit a 2 run home run in the 10th inning. And the Red Sox take a 4-2 lead. Oh, boy, what a story. What a story here. And look at him.
0: <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? It's amazing
1: now, because that left eye, if you close your left eye and try to bat. Yeah. You'll
0: see what he, kind of what he was seeing. Right.
1: I mean, his right eye must have really picked up the slack.
0: You know, and after this sort of <laughs> hero mo- moment, it sort of tapered off, and he, and it, yep. his career did end in, in pretty short order because his sight was just not the same. But in his first game back, he hits a home run in the 10th yeah. inning.
1: I'm surprised he could see the ball.
0: This is They interviewed him after the game.
2: Tony Canigliaro, and what are you going to do for a wrap-up after that one? <laughs> I don't know, Ned. It's just nice to win, believe me. You must have uh... – a lot of funny feelings right now. I do, and uh, you know, after I hit the home run, I felt great. Needless to say, but after Frank Robinson tied it up, uh, I felt that the the home run wasn't important unless we win this game, and
0: it's just great to win.
1: Hey, can you tell these little Italian boys?
0: <laughs> hey, you could absolutely.
1: Hey, Tony. Hey, C, you, talking you, know to me? you talking to me? You talking to me? You
0: saying I'm funny? <laughs> Am I funny? Tony Hall. <clears throat> I'll tell you what.
1: He was great for the short time he got to play,
0: and he's he's from a small town in Massachusetts that's like what was it like twenty miles from Fenway Park. <laughs> yeah, so it's hometown
1: hometown guy. I,
0: I learned all of that stuff today, kind of reading through this, and then to learn that after all of that, this you know heroic iconic deal, and 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 then the tragedy, and then back to sort of heroic status, and then. You know, kind of then goes out gracefully after making a comeback. But then to, he had a massive heart, or a major, you know, heart attack in the late 80s. Okay, and that would have been around 40, 41 years old that, that he had this heart attack. Apparently, it was one health problem after another after the heart attack. And in, in 1990, at 45 years old, pneumonia and kidney failure, and he and he passes away at 45 years old. It's such a story, and, you know, <laughs> how do you, Bill, how does a sports fan and somebody that pays attention, particularly to baseball, his whole life, like me, get to be 45 years old, and I am and I learned it for the first time today. You didn't know about Tony C., huh? I did not know.
1: Well, like I said, I, I watched him play. so Yeah. Back when I was real young.
0: So. Well, and look, here's my thing, too. Like, how do we not have a movie based on this guy?
1: Yeah, you would think there'd be one.
0: You would absolutely think that by now we would have. I mean, it's a. It's very much. Well, well it kind of runs in a certain way parallel to like a a Roy Hobbs and the natural mm-hmm. type of story.
1: Did you? Did they? Did they show the picture of his eye when? You were oh doing yeah. That? This is, oh my yeah. goodness. I mean, it's. Yeah, it's amazing that he came back from that.
0: It's just amazing. It crushed that socket in his
1: cheek and everything.
0: I, I'm just being honest. They didn't wear around. helmets back then. Either. No, no, They no. didn't wear the stuff like they wear now. Well, and just being honest, I um, as soon as I heard that, I, all I could think of was James Earl Jones in The Sandlot. Oh, yeah. And he played the character. We didn't see him until the end when the kids finally got the, the guts to go into his. Go get the ball? <laughs> yeah. And then it wound up, they got to meet him, and he called him in. and He was a former player who was now blind, and then he told the story. Yep. Used to crowd the plate. Pitchers hated that until one day, a high and tight one, and then the lights went out.
1: Of light. Sort of like Tony C's.
0: Right. You know, I couldn't help but think of, you know, that. And and then, I honestly, okay, I couldn't – uh, I, I know that the natural, the writer of the natural, uh, grew up, uh, what was it, a, a Brooklyn Dodgers fan. Yeah. He had seen a home run by a guy from Alabama named Bama Rowell from Citronelle, Alabama. Centronella. Yep. Centronella.
1: Hit them lights.
0: Knocked the broke a clock. He wrote the natural and all this. But I also couldn't help but think, you know, the whole part of that natural story of a guy having this life-changing thing take him out of the game all what seemed like for good, only to come back and have some heroic moments. Kind of runs in, in line with that. But we really do need a movie. But uh I don't care what I think, I guess. Yeah, Bill in Madison, I got your text, and he said, check out that picture on that Sports Illustrated. It's horrible. It is. I mean, you talk about, that's not just a black eye. That's something else. All right. Just wanted to share that with you. Memory Lane is good to get in every now and then. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. Matt Wyatt up to the plate. The pitch.
2: Whoa! It's a high line.
0: Knocking him onto the bar for a
2: great sports talk. But I'm talking way back. It's the Matt Wyatt Show.
0: All right, back with you. I'm Matt in the Bureau with you on this Thursday. Mm-hmm. Roshana said, Matt, did you see the list of SEC coaches that are on the hot seat? It was Howland, Kermit at Ole Miss, uh, Frank Martin, South Carolina. Uh, Kwanzaa Martin, Missouri. Tom Green. Tom Crean at Georgia. And even Stansberry at Western Kentucky. Yeah. I guess none of those are like a super-duper surprise, right? I mean, look. it. This is kind of... I appreciate the heads up on that. This is kind of... You know, going back and rehashing the basketball thing from earlier in the show, and I, and I won't go to that extent. But when you look at it, I mean, you're talking about Ole Miss at 13 and 15 overall, they are 4 and 11 in SEC play. I mean, that is not good at all. And then, you, know, you compare that to where State is, and State fans want to make a change and. Do something new and all this. State's sitting there at 16 and 12. So they're four games above 500 now at seven and eight uh, in the SEC. And somebody was calling earlier, I forget who it was, and mentioned they're probably going to finish with nine wins or whatever. But yeah, maybe they will. I mean, the thing is okay, so they're getting ready to host Vanderbilt. Who has Scottie Pippen Jr. and can shoot it from the outside. So, you know, you go point guard, can shoot it from the outside, and those states shouldn't lose to them, but it's possible. You know, all it takes is some shots to go in. And then, um, then you're going to go, no, then you're going to host Auburn. You're not beating them. Especially with what Auburn is, right? It's like, they're not just a perimeter team, but they got that big Kessler dude on the inside, which kind of eliminates one of your strengths as a team, and that is Tolu and, and some size. And in the last game of the year, you go to Texas A&M. Now, A&M is a team that the state's better than them. You would think, uh, you know, you should be, but it's going on the road to a comparable team where you've got one road win in the league all year long. Like I said, it was a narrow margin at Missouri. Anyway, that's where they are. I don't know, you know. Cause they're sitting there at seven and eight right now. They can finish seven and 11 real quick. They could finish, you know, eight and 10 very easily, but at best you at best, it's nine and nine. You know, you beat Vandy at home, you pick up a win at the end against Texas A&M on the road and you lose to Auburn at home. I mean, that's what I think. It's at best nine and nine, you know, again, all that said, it's funny how it works. I, I have not really been glued in very well at all to what the Ole Miss fan base reaction is to their team and their coach. I just don't know. I don't know how much they care about it or if they do or what. I just don't know. I just know at State, um, people, are, people are itching for a change. I mean, they really are. This is what it is. And, uh, you know, sitting there a game below 500 in the league and four above 500 overall at 16 and 12. So just take that for what you will. Let's head over to the phone line. Davinny equipment phone, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer, the oldest Kubota dealer in the U S Luvier on line one. Hey Luvier, what's up?
2: Well, good afternoon, gentlemen, and go Saint. uh, public service announcement for all your listeners. Uh, on Highway 49 in South Rankin County through Florence and Richland, there is uh, road construction. It's only been here for 30 years, but uh, there it is. It's still here. Uh, so slow down when you get around Florence and stop like I did at the Country Beat Packers. And Bingo! I eat some shrimp Alfredo for dinner. I didn't know what I was eating for dinner, and I was just scratching my bald head and thought, hmm. And there it was, a little... <laughs> Haven for me, and prepackaged uh, casserole for the casserole album. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna make y'all a casserole because country meat packers made it for me. So <laughs> <sugar> <laughs> for me and my honey. Anyway, I, I really hope uh, the the folks that are in charge of baseball understand that sports fan. And I consider myself a sports fan. I really do enjoy sports. I watch. I like to. I like to watch high school sports. I like to, all the time when my kids were playing. I like watching on TV. And and last year, I don't remember sitting and watching too much baseball. In fact, until the World Series, I was thinking I hadn't watched any. And if they mess around and decide that they're going to squabble about a little bit, then I, that's fine with me. I won't watch again, and I think there are people that agree with me. Mm-hmm. Uh you know you can you can definitely choke that golden goose. The goose that laid the golden egg, and when he's dead, then no more eggs. Mm-hmm. So watch out, baseball. People like me are not impressed. Hey, I want you to have a great weekend, and all your listeners to too. It's a beautiful day, and go sing.
0: Appreciate it, Olivier. Good to hear from you. Well, now I'm jealous. I want me some of my casserole. <laughs> He got to go to Country Meat Packers today, and I didn't, but I will soon. Thanks for the encouragement. Good phone call, Louvier. Always good to hear from you. Yeah. i getting my list ready. Oh, yeah, of what uh, you want? <laughs> yeah, when you go shopping at, you know. <laughs> you know, the thing about the times I've been there, it's like there's no question that I could make a list before I got there of what I was going to get, and every time I would get stuff not on my list also. I mean, just more. It's like, uh, man, Bill, when I was single years ago, you know, single, had a boat, was fishing tournaments and just crazy about fishing. And, you know, you're trying to run a tight budget, not making very much money. (laughs) No doubt. And I would get to the end of a month, you know, and sit down, you're hashing everything out, balancing everything out and look and go, you know what? I've got a problem buying lures, <laughs> you know, fishing lures. Because what I would do back, you know, this was before you, you were ordering everything online. I go to Bass Pro and, you know, sometimes Walmart, sometimes small individually owned bait shops. And I would always go with some specific thing in mind. I was out of this or I wanted that. And every single time, I'd buy more stuff than I intended to buy. And then you start running into, where am I going to put this? Uh, Because a lot of this stuff I have is backups. I don't want to get in a situation where I'm catching them on a certain crankbait. I lose it, and I don't have another one. (laughs) And so i got to have at least two of everything, right? And so, okay, now I need more storage for this stuff. Um, I'm figuring out ways to have more dry storage in the boat. I need more of those little you know, storage boxes. Then it got to the point where I even went in my garage, Bill, and I put on one wall of the garage, it was nothing but pegboard. Yep. And I put up the little pegboard holders. My, the wall of my garage looked like a bait shop. <laughs> it really did. And, I, and I, I'd look at it and go, no wonder I'm broke. <laughs> I didn't budget for all this, and I can't help myself. Well, the point of all that is, I really am the same way when it comes to country pleasing. When I go to Walmart, I've had times where I've gone to Walmart. I'm out of jalapeno and cheddar, which is my favorite. I'm going to get one of those, and I'm going to get one of um, either black pepper and cheddar or three cheese. Well, I come out of there with what? Two sacks full of stuff to put in the freezer. <laughs>
1: well, you got a freezer now.
0: so I'm telling you. It's like i got a freezer. Now I want to use it. You've got to fill that thing up. Yeah, so... I'm sure I'm not the only one who can identify uh, with that particular dilemma. Uh, Let's see. Jared. (laughs) Listen to what Jared texted to the show. He said, I had to make a rule for my visits to country meatpackers. No carts or baskets. I only buy what I can hold in my hands and arms. (laughs) The person checking me out is usually laughing at me as I waddle up to the counter, but my little budget can't afford everything my big belly wants to buy. That's what I'm saying, man. It's like you have to, you know, you got to pace yourself a little bit. You know what I had the last time I was there and I ate them up real quick and now I find myself dreaming about it. I want to go back and get it, is those little beef pinwheels. Remember I told you about that? Yeah, yeah. And then. Sounded really good. Yes, I had two packets of those, I ate them up real quick. And then the other thing is that roll that is stuffed with their mac and cheese and wrapped in bacon. Mm. They had one that was chicken. It was, you know, a, a, a chicken breast that was kind of, you know, um, what would you call it? Tenderized a little bit. Not that you necessarily need to, but to make it a little larger so that you could roll it over. They stuffed it with that their special mac and cheese, which has the sausage in it, and then the whole thing wrapped in bacon. So it's about the size of a small football, okay? And they have another one that is pork. It's this big pork tenderloin stuffed with mac and cheese wrapped in bacon. That right there now, the toughest thing about that is, it's even for like us, like for a family of three, it's impossible to eat the whole thing, you know, when you first cook it. So, inevitably, you're going to save it, what's left. You stick it in the fridge, and over the course of the next two, three days, you're heating it up, and eating the leftovers. <laughs> and you wind up, you eat a lot, is what I'm saying. But you talk about good now.
1: Yeah, when you went that last time, you know, you got me that stuffed pork chop that was stuffed with crab meat. Oh, my oh, goodness. Oh,
0: yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. And they have, they have the pork <laughs> chop stuffed with crab meat. They have the pork oh. chop stuffed with sausage, which mm. I really like. Maybe we should work out a deal, Bill. I'm we're, getting hungry. Where we do the show there once a there week. There you go. Once a week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a winner to me. I'm, hey, I'm up for it. Only problem is I have to buy another freezer on top of oh, the one already. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Y'all stick around. We'll wrap things up with you next.
1: He's going all the way. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up with Playoff Caliber Sports Talk.
2: It's the Matt Wyatt Show. Bring it up.
0: we go yeah that's a good point Sven (laughs) hey Bill I was talking about budgets and uh, Sven commented on YouTube and says budgets are always small for us normal people Matt (laughs) that's nothing new yeah I probably don't even have to say small budget right that just kind of goes without saying unless it's for some reason abnormally large (laughs) is that how that works all right Um, Too much month at
1: the end of the money.
0: That's hey, hey. There's some experience talking right there for sure. (laughs) Hey, uh, Bill, I got to tell you about what I got from the Mississippi State University golf course. All right, so if y'all are listening on the, uh, uh, if you're watching on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, you know you see up on the screen every now and then it pops up and shows you the Mississippi State University golf course. They are at Hale State GC on Twitter and Instagram, and they sell lots of, of great apparel. And it's where I get my state stuff. Shirts, pullovers, hats, all of that. Well, I happen to be a bald guy and it's cold time of year. So look at that. I got this maroon toboggan. See there it is. 325-3028. See? Let's see it there. I got this maroon toboggan. It's got the state script on it, like they put on the baseball uniforms. Yeah, that's cool. The state script with the thing. And I would put it on, but I've got these earbuds. In. Well, let me put it on. Let's see how I look in this thing. Uh-huh. See, I don't normally do this, like try stuff on on a radio show. But I am always in need. Well, you said it was cold in there today. Is what you told it me. is. I even... You know, the socks and I even grabbed a pair of those like wool, super warm house shoes that I have yeah, just to keep like my feet man. warm today. But this may be the best fitting and best looking toboggan I've ever owned. State script. And I get much better than that from the Mississippi State University Golf Course. Now, check this out. I will describe it for those on the radio and I will show it to those in the live stream. My man, Tim Basil, hooked me up with this. The best way I can describe this is it's like a shag bag slash cooler. And I guess it could be used for either. It's like a bag. It's about anywhere between 12 to 14 inches tall. Okay. That's cool. You see that? Yeah, I see it. That's cool. And the bottom, it's a hard bottom, so it's going to sit up. It's got this little leather band around the base, and it, a hard bottom that's going to sit up. You know, on the ground and not tip over or whatever. It's black uh, canvas with the Mississippi State Baseball M over S logo on the front of it, <clears throat> and it is a effectively a cooler on the inside. I don't know if you can see that, okay? But it's lined like a soft cooler, and that's kind of the half of the purpose that it's made for. Is you, you can put cold, you can put drinks down in here, ice them up, and kind of carry it with you wherever you go. Not just if you're playing golf but maybe if you're going fishing. So you put your drinks in there and keep them cold. And it's got a zippered pouch on the inside of this cooler. If I unzip that, one of those little ice packs, Bill, like you you freeze them in your freezer, you know, would fit right down in that zippered area. You zip it up, and you could keep some stuff cool that way. The other thing, though, is if you don't want to use it as a cooler, it's a great shag bag. Like, you fill it up with your own golf. Let's just say you're going to practice your short game out there on the the chipping green, you want to use your own golf balls. You don't want to use the range balls because maybe they're a little different. Maybe they spin a little different. You know, put 25, 30, 40 of them in here, you know, dump them out, hit them, you know, go pick them up, put them back in a bag, come dump them out again. Use a shag bag, you know, keep them in there. But that is a cool thing, particularly from the standpoint of it being a cooler. Boys, I'm proud of that. Mm -hmm. Looks to
1: me like a good old mug, of high point coffee fit down in there too. Hey, well, you know what I did
0: when I was when I was coming up to the studio. I had several things I needed to carry: a computer, a coffee cup, uh, different things. This and my thermos, mm-hmm.
1: my trusty thermos. thermos
0: that doesn't have a handle on it anymore because I pulled right it off. There, it? <laughs> I put it in the shag bag <laughs> and uh, carried it by the rope. So my my coffee thermos rode up here in the shag bag, uh, but this. It's fantastic, boys and girls. There you go. You see me? You're gonna be seeing this. And no, uh, I probably won't be putting a ton of golf balls in it, but I will be putting. I what will you be stuff to carry. Yeah, Portland, Oregon, Jones Sports Company, hmm. Portland, Oregon. How about that? Yeah, you could put six packs of bit sodas. Remember
2: Somebody's that? There.
0: You remember that on Tommy Boy? Yeah. <laughs> they were like, yeah. He goes, candy bars in the freezer? Yeah, Tommy, pretty much anything you want to keep cold. <laughs> so I just want to thank the fine folks at the Mississippi State University Golf Course.
1: I wonder how many of those you just sold for them, too, man. That's cool.
0: Well, I hope so. Because that's a heck of a deal. I wouldn't... You not get a
1: residual off that kind of thing.
0: No, no. no. I, I, no, they
1: just kind of have to hook me up. I think they look and go. Well, that's, that's your residual right
0: there. That's it. I think they just look at me and go, there's a bald man that needs some help.
1: <laughs> he needs a toboggan really bad to cover up that shiny hate Yeah.
0: You know, water bottles. See, that's for me. I don't. I'm on. I am on right now, Bill. And I've done this before where it's no carbonated drinks.
2: Uh-huh.
0: It's. All water and coffee, that's it. It's the only thing going in. No juices, no orange juice, no Dr. Pepper, no tea, sweet tea, unsweet, no milk. It's either coffee or water. And so I guarantee you in that thing I could fit at least four bottles of water, but maybe more, maybe even up to six bottles of water in there. Put one of those frozen things in it or dump a little ice in there. Man, I am good. If I had it with me and I drank all the water and I'm fishing and I catch, you know, a big old crappie and I'm fishing so like from
1: the that five, Did you see that one that was the size of the five-gallon bucket? No, five I didn't see that. Somebody caught it. They put it on Facebook. I couldn't believe it. Really? They had it laying on, laying on the side of a five-gallon bucket and it was as big as the bucket. Yeah. That long and, I mean, covered almost all the bucket.
0: Well, that's what. The, well, that's it. See, if you're fishing from the <laughs> bank, you need something to put it in if you want to yep. take it home and eat it. And so, let's just say I catch one, and I go, hmm, you know, I might want to keep. I might want to fillet this crappie. It's big enough. And I throw him in that right there. Yeah. Kind of get him chilled <laughs> before I get back to the house. Yeah, and I may, chill. maybe then, because I caught one, maybe I make another cast or two, and I catch one or two more. Now I got a sack full of fillets to take home. I can just use that for that. Multi-purpose. Mm-hmm. A multi-purpose. Isn't that cool? Uh I see it J-
1: being good, a good use of the country pleasing sausage. too. <laughs> hey, it up, look, Bill. <laughs> We're I could, taking all kinds of good stuff.
0: Here. I could put a package of jalapeno cheddar sausage down in there, okay, and put some ice in it, close it up, take it with me on this fishing trip. I'm walking around the bank all day fishing. In my pocket is my trusty um, Leatherman tool. That's got that really sharp knife in it that I use for pretty much everything. Break in the middle of the fishing day, open that up, get the sausage out, cut it up, build a fire, throw it on the fire, eat sausage. Fish. Bam! Real man. <laughs> 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 We are something else. See, we picture us as the, you know, manly man. (laughs) Uh, And as we talk about this stuff, all anybody listening really hears is uh, we are king of the hill. I'm (laughs) Hankin. I'm Hankin. And and you're, what are the other guys? You got Boomhauer. You got, who are the other. Dale, and then Dale, yeah, Dale's the one that And then down. there's a fourth. Well, dogs, there's a fourth there. I can't remember. Old Boomhauer. man. Yeah,
2: man, I tell you what, that dang old internet man, you just go on there and point and click, get in there and talk about www.com and you got then on there, man. You go click, 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 click. It's real easy. <laughs> now
1: Matthew, <clears throat> Bobby,
2: Bobby,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you. An F in English. An F in English, Bobby. You
1: speak English,
0: Hank. (laughs) Peggy's about to light into (laughs) him. She's about to get him. You got to keep him in line.
2: Now you listen to me, Mister. I work for a living, and I mean real work, not writing down gobbledygook. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh,
0: Why is that so great, man? uh, Why is that so? No,
1: I like Willie Nelson. He's got long hair. He's alternative.
0: Now you take that back. <laughs> Jonathan on YouTube says, I'm just glad Matt is only doing the on-air try-on with hats. He says, just don't be trying to pitch Blue Delta jeans the same way, buddy. Yeah, that would... No, you know, you don't have to worry yeah, about that.
1: Yeah, not do that.
0: I mean, I could do it because this particular camera shot is only from, like, the chest up. So I could do it, but it'd be pointless.
1: <laughs> That's right.
0: I could technically, if I wanted to, I could do every show in nothing but my underwear. Well, I'm saying from the waist down, nothing but underwear, and nobody would ever know. I mean, the other camera angle, I don't think shows my legs, does it? Let's see. No, not really. I mean, yeah, I guess it would. Maybe a little bit there. I wasn't considering this at all, Jonathan. I'm just, I'm just saying. Jason and Flax said we're talking about shopping. And, uh, and overspending in the, in the tackle shop. Jason said, LOL, I used to do that until I started struggling to pick up my tackle box. <laughs> yeah, I was going
2: to say,
0: you guys have three or four tackle boxes. Uh, an unnamed texture, I guarantee you it does, says, I live about three miles from Country Meat Packers and it stays a problem. <laughs> yeah. I <bet>. he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guarantee you. Well, look, there are worse problems to have than just wanting more steaks and fillets and stuffed pork chops, smoked sausage, 85 different flavors. Let's eat. All right, y'all have a good night, a good weekend. We'll be back with you on Monday. Enjoy some baseball this weekend. For Bill, I'm Matt. Everybody here in the Farm Bureau studio, have a great weekend.
1: See ya.